time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Does anything exciting ever happen around here? It is quite possible. The hand belongs to Mr. Don S. Carter, male member of a honeymoon team en route across the Ohio countryside to New York City. In one moment, they will be subjected to a gift most humans never receive in a lifetime. For one penny, they'll be able to look into the future. The time is now. The place is a little diner in Ridgeview, Ohio. And what this young couple doesn't realize is that this town happens to lie on the outskirts of the Twilight Zone. Episode number 43 of the Twilight Zone was Nick of Time, and I don't know if I've mentioned this, Sean, but uh, I actually have a Mystic Seer. It's right behind me right now. This, um, I have this episode to thank for us originally connecting on the Twilight Zone. Because when you got the Mystic Seer, you either posted on Instagram or, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Twitter, and of course didn't know the the name of the episode. But I said, "Is that <laughs> is that the fortune teller uh, jukebox thing from uh, that episode of The Twilight Zone where they get stuck in that <laughs> in that town?" You're like, "Yeah, Nick of Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from there." Well, the funny thing is, like, you wouldn't have even had to say anything other than. Is that? <laughs> I'd probably be like, yes, yes, it is. But you didn't mention it that it was like from the Twilight Zone, and and it's just uh, th- this episode. I think is, if not the most underrated, one of the most underrated episodes of the uh, the entire series. And um, the, just j- just like a glance at some uh, something like that, in you know whatever year it was, three four years ago. Um, yeah, it just brought me back. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that that's that thing from uh, <laughs> from Nick of Time. Yeah, my brother got it for me a couple of years ago for my birthday, and that, that you know clearly best birthday present ever. It's so that. awesome, so awesome. I, I, I think at one point I got him a uh, a Doctor Bernardi bobblehead, <laughs> uh, and you know that, that's that's got to be in in the same league, but but not quite the same as uh, as getting Mystic Seer. Really, I should I should just get him one because there you go. You know, we we live far enough apart that uh, it wouldn't wouldn't really be that much of an issue. <laughs> he could probably um, take like the next year off for gift giving after that. Yeah, I I will say that uh, as as great as it is, it is not the great greatest napkin holder. Uh, <laughs> it, it recently got retired from napkin holder duty uh, in the in the kitchen to actually just like being, you know, behind me for all Zoom calls. Just a tchotchke. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much all it is at this point. But uh, it it does work, and uh, if you you put a penny in, you can you can ask it a yes or no question. That's so cool. And uh, um, I I will say that there there are enough they they give you enough cards, you know, with the answers on it that uh, I am actually comfortable uh, when somebody comes by and visits, and they're like, oh, how awesome is that you know, actually letting them keep their card. So oh, good for cool. them in, in, in giving you enough of that. So this episode uh, centers around uh, Don and Pat Carter and uh, uh, Don played by William Shatner. Um, I apologize to, to keep interrupting you, but 
Uh, non-surprising, huge reveal until I literally read it yesterday. Never knew that was William Shatner. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've seen the episode like 20 times and I must have like missed the, the like cast on, on the screen every single time. Well, not only that, but I'm surprised you didn't just recognize him. I know, I, I know. I know he's, he's a lot younger, but Very still. young in this. As a matter of fact, I think it was, it was right after we, um, you know, were uh, talking about last week's episode. Uh, I'm not sure what made me think of it, but it, it popped into my head. Gee, I wonder how many people who are in Twilight Zone episodes are actually still alive. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to go down the list and and like Shatner was the first one that I came to where I'm like, Oh yeah, I know he's alive. <laughs> he was 28 in this episode. That that's not bad. And he, he's, 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 he's looking pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, you know what? Probably about five, six years before star Trek. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he, he does, uh, he does still ham it up. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not quite, you know, just because of the nature of the story, it's not quite the same as uh, as with Captain Kirk, but he he does definitely ham it up. Of course, a bit. absolutely. And um, so, one thing, a uh, little trivia tidbit. <clears throat> um, so we mentioned in the very first episode, uh, "Where is everybody?" That there's a scene. Uh, ba- basically, the the whole thing was filmed on the MGM backlot. And that backlot has been used for so many things, but most famously as like the, the downtown Hill Valley set in Back yes. to the Future. <laughs> There's actually a scene where he sort of like looks around the whole area and you're just panning like right around, you know, downtown Hill Valley, complete with the uh, with the courthouse. It doesn't have the clock on it, but but it's it's clearly yeah, you the courthouse. <laughs> Uh, and you can absolutely tell that it's uh, it's Hill Valley, and that was filmed in like 1959, so not too long after Back to the Future would have been in there. Um, well, I'm not sure where this episode was filmed, but I can tell you that the street that they so when they start the episode, their car is being pu- is being towed. With them in it, mind you. Yes. Which is the first thing that seems completely out of <laughs> out, out of place. You know, like maybe that was a thing in 1960. It certainly is not a thing now. Seems like a safety issue. A, a little bit. So they uh, the 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 tow truck taking their car turns a corner and goes down a street and you know pulls into the you know the garage where the car is going to be re, uh, repaired. And I know this has shown up in other places, and I'm not quite sure if it's a set or if it's a legitimate like town that they just happen to be filming in, but the building that they pass when they turn the corner is the police station from Turner and Hooch. <laughs> that I definitely did not notice. Yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> You know, frankly, a little, I'm not sure what it says about me that I noticed it because <laughs> that was not something that I read on like a trivia page or something. That's something that I actually recognized that as the police station from Turner and Hooch. So I, I'm not sure what that says about me. That's awesome. <laughs> I think the, um, <clears throat> didn't the, uh, the mystic seer pop up in some episode of the Jordan Peele series? Uh, not only did the mystic seer, but, um, 
the uh, they they go to the Busy Bee Cafe. Okay, so it's the same. And there have actually been two different episodes that had the Busy Bee Cafe. There was um, the uh, I can't think of the name, but it was in the first season where the police officer kept uh, kept chasing the uh, uh, the the mom and and son. Yeah, replay. Yeah, replay. That was it. Yeah. See, that that one should have been obvious. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's the one with uh, in the second season with the the model of the town. Oh yeah, with uh, Damon Wayne's uh, Junior or yeah, yeah. So a, a so, Junior. so I I think it's actually even the same. Um, it's it's even the same building that they used as the as he. The Busy Bee Cafe. That's awesome. But in in that one, they actually do have uh, Mystic Sears in in the the Busy Bee Cafe. They they just don't factor into the story. It's a nice touch. It is. There, there's a lot of nice touches in that uh, in that thing. So th- there's a lot of things that actually struck me as as kind of odd in this. Like first of all, when they when they go to the restaurant. I think before they even start talking to the mystic seer, they uh, um, he orders two iced coffees. Yes, this just this just shows you how how uh, I, I guess sheltered I am in my life. I didn't think iced I coffees. thought that was a new thing. Yeah, I I, I I didn't know that they had iced coffee in the '60s. I didn't either. I noticed that as well. I um and I I don't think I've ever like noted that before uh, like in previous watches, but. Um, I, and you know, good for the busy bee diner for, uh, you know, offering that selection to its patrons. Yeah. I guess, you know, if it's California, it's probably very hot in the summer. Although no, they're not in California. They're probably filming in California, but it was Ohio. (laughs) I'm sure it gets hot some days in Ohio in like July or August. Probably a a few days. So they sit down at at this uh, table here with the, uh, just very friendly looking mystic seer. (laughs) <laughs> and since you know obviously this is an audio podcast we should describe it it's a uh it's a it's a metal box and it's got like a, a sort of bobblehead thing with it could basically only be described as satan it's a little devil yeah it's a it's it's a little devil it's on a spring <laughs> it kind of even though no one's touching it it kind of still kind of bobs back and forth <laughs> Uh, it's got a, it's, I think it's supposed to be like winking. And one of the eyes is, uh, is a, I, the, I, I would imagine the budget for the mystic Sears wasn't all that expensive. So it's not a, it's not an actual diamond, but you know, probably a, a rhinestone or something <laughs> in years. It's an actual diamond though. Oh, I, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Your you brother know, spared I, no expense. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I, I, even if it had come with, you know, something fake, he would have put a, a real diamond in there. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh don uh you know in the office uh michael scott once said that he's he's not superstitious but he's a little stitious <laughs> uh don is definitely superstitious superstitious they, they they pretty much beat you over that well he beats you over the head with the fact that he's he's superstitious oh yeah um and he's uh he's he's waiting to hear if he gets uh, a promotion or not and this was another thing that struck me as kind of weird. Um, like he's 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 waiting to hear if he gets promoted to office manager. And I'm not sure what sort of work he's in, but that doesn't seem like a 
a promotion I'd be taking time out of my honeymoon to to find out about. It, it must have been, you know, it must have been a, a giant raise or something like that. Or maybe office managers, uh, although iced coffee existed back then, uh, maybe office manager, uh, the title meant something different. Do you think kids were stopping him on the street going, wow, sir, you're an office manager? That's <laughs> yes. amazing. Like he, he grew up and, and said every day in front of the mirror, one of these days I'm going to be an office manager. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, you know, I, I think that came up in uh, time enough at, at last where, um, uh, you know, the bank manager is getting ready to give a speech. And I'm like, who's who's bringing a bank manager in to give a speech? <laughs> Next week, it'll be uh, Don Carter. I think it will. Yeah. Um, so he asked the uh, mystic seer if he's going to get a promotion at work. And the card says uh, it has been decided in his favor. And uh, Don is so excited about this, he immediately calls the uh, the office and finds out, uh, lo and behold, the Mystic Seer was right. And uh, because of that, he basically just, it, it's like when you open the Twitter app on your phone and you just start doom scrolling. Oh, gosh. Like, from that point on, he's just glued to the Mystic Seer and um, <laughs> he's just going down the rabbit hole. He, um... <clears throat> Yeah, that that was probably you know I mean because because it was right on that one and maybe that's that's the whole ploy maybe the mystic seer is magic, but it still it still wants to hook you in by uh, you know having the first one being free the first hits free and then all the rest are you're just chasing that dragon Don Carter. Oh, it's like uh, the fever a few uh, yeah. a few weeks ago <laughs> or, or last season where uh, where uh, poor what's his name uh, wins on the first try and then never wins again. <laughs> Uh, I, I, they, they don't actually portray it in the, in the series, but maybe the mystic seer was calling out to him the, the same way the, the slot machine was calling Franklin. I'd be interested to go back to, uh, the fever and see if there were any, um, <clears throat> any, uh, mystic seers, uh, hidden in, um, in the background in that, in that episode. Now we've talked about how, you know, there, there are things that just, just seem somewhat out of place, like the iced coffee. Um, you know, watch somebody old on, on Twitter. They'll be like, yeah, you morons. They, they've had iced <laughs> coffee. People thought to put ice in coffee like the second they invented coffee. Um, Especially but, in the uh, old I, West. West. I, I wonder if there was ever actually anything like a Mystic Seer in restaurants. Or, or if that's something that they just completely invented for this, uh, for this episode. Oh man, um, surely there's got to be, right? And, and would there be like a Mystic Seer salesman? <laughs> because like all, all the all the booths in this restaurant had them, so he had to get it. There had to be a Mystic Seer supplier. I um, I imagine there probably was something similar, maybe not exactly that, because you know they, they always had like uh, like jukebox. Um, napkin hole or jukebox at, at like diner tables. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure they had fortune tellers as well. <clears throat> May not have had a, a little devil on top, but, uh, well, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, kind of, kind of weird to take what it's uh, saying too seriously because, you know, there's all these, uh, all these machines in the restaurant and, you know, at some point they're just refilling cards it's like on the Simpsons where they were uh, they were refilling um, uh, fortune cookies. Yes, and it was you know like literally there was one that was like stay with your wife and, and another box that said don't. 
And uh, <laughs> that was why Homer stayed with Marge. Uh, you know, look, it, it doesn't seem like, you know, it, it it's not printing out the cards for you. So like, clearly it wouldn't be, wouldn't be doing too much, but you know, that if not, we wouldn't have an episode. I, I wonder how often the, uh, Mystic Seer salesman uh, had to come around to every diner that he sold them to and restock the cards. I would think it would have to be, well, you actually, you know, the, the cards, you could just, you could just mail them. True. Very true. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's all he sold or if like the restaurant had a choice, you know, it could either go with the Mystic <laughs> Seer or the jukebox um, or, you know, Mystic Seer or, you know, so something else that would, that would, uh, you know, put out cards. Uh, and, and you know, the owner just decided, no, I'm going to be a mystic seer restaurant. I want as much satanic imagery in my rest at the busy bee cafe. Exactly. Yeah. And, and also like was the, the mystic seer salesman, was he only allowed to sell like to, did the restaurant have exclusivity for, for like a 30 mile radius so nobody else could have Mystic Sears or were there restaurants just all over this town? Heck, they even had one in the police station from Turner and Hooch. That's, like, a, good, that's a good Sears question. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Oh uh, yeah. Because I mean, you know, if the busy bee is, is booked, if uh, all the tables are, are full, you know, but your, your make or break, uh, thing for choosing a, a diner is whether or not they have a mystic seer. Maybe it's uh, you know, maybe you can't go down the road to the, to the busy, the busy uh, mosquito diner. Yeah. The, the manic mosquito <laughs> diner. down the street. You, you got to go to the busy bee. Um, the mosquito with a packed schedule. So, so obviously Don is emboldened when he asks the mystic seer, you know, is he going to get this promotion? And it actually says he will. And then lo and behold, he gets it. And so he starts asking more and more questions. And then uh, his right about the time his wife is beginning to be a little bit worried and starting to question her life decisions that led her to marrying Don. Um, <laughs> you know, he through through the through a combination of yes or no questions, he um uh, he asks, you know, about leaving the diner. And uh, because of that, he believes it's unsafe until after 3 p.m. And uh, his wife is like, no, we're going to we're going to show this little devil. Uh, we're going to leave before three. And uh, because they leave a little bit early, they're almost hit by a car uh, crossing the street, mostly because they didn't look before they crossed the street. But. We'll go ahead and say it was because of the Mystic Seer. So my question is, <clears throat> why why did they not get hit if it wasn't safe for them to to leave? That's a good question because it still wasn't three yet. Yeah, they left like just before three. So I mean, really, the fact that they didn't get splattered all over the street kind of disproves the fortune telling abilities of the Mystic Seer. Or maybe you know. Uh, Maybe the Mystic Seer just felt like it had st something still to prove uh, because it heard Pat's uh, suspicions. So you know, she won't uh, she won't second guess him ne next time. That's for sure. Uh, well, she it, that's a good point. She really doesn't second guess him. Guess the Mystic Seer from that point on. She she just says, you know, we can't let this uh, this little napkin holder rule our lives. Exactly. 
Um, um, which, by the way, I think is a is is a fantastic message. Like, I I love this episode so much for for so many reasons. I don't know if you know, but William Shatner's in this thing. Um, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, just the message at the end, um, and Don listening to Pat in not letting you know. Uh, she says something like. Gosh, like as long as we're together, it doesn't matter like what's what's in the future. And, um, you know, so they they leave and it's because they kind of broke that spell that they were able to get the the heck out of town, which mm-hmm. you see another couple who doesn't immediately afterward. And the, and the consequences uh, that kind of deal with them not being able to say, you know, go kick rocks, mystics here. Which it can't kick rocks because it doesn't have any feet. It's true. It's true. It can headbutt rocks. It, it can, yes. It, it'll just take it a really long time to stop bobbling back and forth <laughs> after it does. I don't know why everything goes back to The Simpsons, but it reminds me of, uh, didn't somebody get turned into like a jack-in-the-box in like a, a Treehouse of Horror episode? Yeah, that was in the uh, the, the parody of... Uh, uh, it's a good life, yes, which we'll yes. get to a little bit later uh, in in this in this series. Uh, yeah, uh, Homer was turned into a jack in the box, and that actually happened in the episode where a guy was turned into a jack in the box. You know, you know what always struck me funny about that is like everybody's act, acting in in horror. I'm like, what's the big deal? He's a jack in the box. He's <laughs> just a little jack in the box. Um, yeah. When this podcast, not if, but when this podcast, uh, you know, explodes and takes the country by storm. Not unlike, uh, never mind. Um, the <laughs> um, and and we uh, we get uh, popular enough to um, that that merchandise is in demand. I think um, our first shirt should say, uh, "I don't know why everything goes back to the Simpsons," but I I think that works. You know, not just for this podcast, but life in general. <laughs> and then just a little icon of everything every Simpsons reference uh, on this show on the back. So for this one, it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be episode 43 and then a little, little baby, uh, Homer in a jukebox. And then, uh, um, there will be a companion shirt that says, I don't know why everything leads back to Futurama (laughs) with another set. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's easy for us to kind of, uh, roll our eyes at, uh, at, at, you know, Don and Pat, of course. Um, you know, I, I'm Catholic, so I think that everything that I do causes everything bad in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, same. Uh, so I, I could see myself getting pulled into this. What about you? <laughs> I can, I can definitely, um, I think as, uh, you know, being brought up Catholic and, um, uh, especially like a very, uh, superstitious, um, college football fan. Um, I, uh, that's yeah, definitely everything I do has a butterfly effect in, in everything I care about. So I'm yeah. on board with Don and Pat. <laughs> yeah, but they did, a, they did eventually get over it. You know, they're like, Hey, this may be, uh, this may be what's happening here, but we're just going to live our lives anyway. And whatever <laughs> happens, happens. <laughs> and good for them. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a great message and it's, it's kind of a, you know, a moral tale um, that doesn't, doesn't include like, hey, this guy pushed his ham sandwich of a wife off, off a building, and uh, so he deserves to, you know, the, uh, to to rot in jail for the rest of his like, you know, uh, endless life. Um, it's it's where you know there's no bad people in it, 
it, it just demonstrates that, you know, if you <clears throat> don't accept, uh, you know, if, if you accept that the future is unwritten and you can do whatever you want to do, um, and you're kind of the, the captain of your own ship, then, uh, you know, great things can happen. And I think that's a, that's a very, uh, a good message, um, for folks to hear, especially, especially in, uh, you know, 1960. Yeah. And, uh, one thing that I did learn when I was watching this again is uh, that uh, so it was written by Richard Matheson, who wrote quite a few episodes, I think the most other than uh, Rod Serling. Yeah. And uh, originally, he, so he wrote Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, too. And originally, he wanted um, he wanted Pat Breslin, who played, you know, Pat Don's wife in this episode, uh-huh. to actually play the wife of <laughs> William Shatner's character in that one, too. Yeah. So it would basically be the same. It would be the first like Twilight Zone sequel episode. That would have been awesome. Um, and a probably the first episode if you know they played the same characters. If they played Don and Pat, then uh, I guess uh, you know what's better. Um, even though uh, you know, spoiler alert, people you know everybody survives. I think at the end of uh, uh, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. But you know, um, maybe they were better off stuck in Ridgeview, Ohio. If uh, you know. You're seeing you're seeing monsters on the side of wings outside a plane. Yeah, he never asked, "Should we go flying the next time we travel somewhere?" Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the Mystic Seer would have said no. <laughs> also, great trivia trivia uh, thing for you, Sean. Uh, did you know William Shatner's in this episode? I did. I just found that. Is out. Is there any way out? Any way at all? Counterbalance in the little town of Ridgeview, Ohio. Two people permanently enslaved by the tyranny of fear and superstition. Facing the future with a kind of helpless dread. Two others facing the future with confidence. Having escaped one of the darker places of the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?